Thanks for sticking around for part two. I'm going to drop you right in, but stick around afterwards to hear about our new segment coming in the fall. Because he clearly initially didn't want those things in him, and they were there to watch him. And then later, he says, you said you'd take them out of me, and like demands that they be taken out. But here, Profion did say something to the effect of that you would get to... Once you get used to them or something. He did say something when they were, in, when okay. they were implanted yeah, initially. Yeah, 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 you're right. It was like a throwaway line of dialogue. It honestly <laughs> wasn't super memorable. It's my second time watching the movies. That's the only reason that I picked it up. He did I say something. I do like, like it that. as a sort of mixed blessing kind of thing, though. I, 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 when I see it like that, yeah, I was like, that would be a really cool thing to throw in the story. Like, it's a curse. But there are benefits to it as well. You can, You're just yeah. kind of fighting the clock here. And I will say, at that scene, whoever did the makeup, oh my god. His ears oh. are red, 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 with these oh, big yeah. dark veins spreading out from them and this whole rash around his neck. It looked awful, and I thought that was very well done. He looks way too into devouring the knowledge, to the point where I was like, this is almost like X-rated here. Yeah. That's it's, it's, yeah. That's some it's good old Bruce Payne acting. It's definitely an allegory for something that we cannot talk about. Yeah, that is yeah. that is a it's uncomfortable. We're it's on the site and we're fading to black immediately. Type <laughs> moment because yes. it's oh no, he was into it. It was uncomfortable. And I mean, I think it was that was well the point. done. Yeah, and but, I will oh. say again, over the top acting, but it seemed appropriate to the moment. Mm-hmm. The makeup, honestly, is what sold it for me, but. Uh, and then he figures out what. Uh, then uh, I don't even know how did Ridley and all the others. Oh, Ridley was injured, so they brought him to the elf, right? Well, he gets injured trying to rescue Marina. Is that what it was? I don't even. Yeah, know because because they go to rescue her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because Norda says if we ride through the night and take the shortcut, we can beat them. They don't beat them. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, they have that dialogue in there. Don't use it, and mm-hmm. then they all show up there. Snails gets is that, stabbed. Is that okay? So before they went in, that was when they come upon the uh, Damodar's camp at the at this weird castle. Like, is that a abandoned keep or is that their keep? No, it was his keep because it, it has to be his keep. Cause, yeah, because it had a bunch of stuff in it. It had and like, that the, was the... where they had the beholders, Simi. Yes, yes, that was where the they beholder. had the beholders. Which so, I mean, as as goofy as it looked, it was still kind of neat to see. Them it's cool to see beholders. Up. Except except for the fact that those beholders were not portrayed as intelligent creatures really. Oh, yeah. I mean they were like there's dogs. a bunch of there's a bunch of guards uh, or like army dudes wandering around the place, occasionally set up in these little tents, and there's uh, one or two beholders. Just one of them is sort of tooling around and one of them is floating next to these dudes with its eyes closed. And Ridley comes up with this genius idea to distract them by throwing a rock over you there. You know, the, the way you normally do it. Yeah. I mean, he, the only other way he could have tried is, is caca! Caca! <laughs> but I, he, maybe but he, his, bluff check, akin... his bluff check worked. His deception role worked. Well, I think maybe these are more akin to the beholder kin of 3.5 where you had yeah. lower tier beholders. So that's maybe why they were dumber than you'd expect. Yeah. actual beholders are basically wizards. Basically, with a bunch of powers, where the first thing one noise shows up, and suddenly all their eye stalks would be active, trying to figure out whoa, 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 what's going on everywhere around me right now. Yeah, I 
if you have a ton of eyes that can move any direction, you would probably rarely ever point them all in a single direction. I mean, obviously they would have they would have to have different brains too, because right? otherwise you get dizzy. Imagine looking every direction at once with your all mobile eye stalks. I'm getting dizzy thinking about it. Maybe they have more like insect brains. Where like the compound eye is able to see everything all at once. Yeah, I huh. guess. That's that, that actually, not a topic I thought we would get into, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to remember to talk about this before we finish this episode because I have an idea for our, a new re- recurring bit. Oh, okay. The eyes of the beholder? Oh. Sort of. All right. Okay. Um, so they go in right. and Snails gets into Damodar's place and is just doing what he does, picking up everything. Ridley finds Marina. And yep. where where were Norda and Dwarf? They waited outside. Where? Yeah, they they just they they split the party because well because she Norda, said something like they have to do this on their own or something. Yeah, Nor- Norda makes a point of this this ha- this is their quest, and because because yeah. Dwarf definitely was like we should get in there and help them, and she's like yes. no 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 you really like, should yeah yeah yes. you definitely should this That's... this guy is a very very dangerous fighter, <laughs> and yeah. they are rogues and a low level wizard. They need help, <laughs> as we see. Yeah, because, I mean, so Ridley finds Marina, and they're fine. I think he, they, they end up fighting a couple guards on the way out. Yeah, she's a, she's emotionally scarred, but thankfully the man came to save her. Yeah, I think primarily the problem is that she suffers from being a woman in an action movie. Right, in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. so it's not like she has a whole lot of to do in the movie even right. though she's arguably the character who got the scroll and it's in yeah. her hands but let's she let could Ridley have literally take care driven of the plot she could have should have arguably uh, snails but... i was really sad snails didn't get hit by a mimic because that's what i would have expected i thought that carpet was going to be a mimic so but he gets his way into damodar's room right it's just it's just quicksilver it's, it's quicksand. quicksand yeah and it... until damodar pulls him out and then it's just a pool of like phloam so who do they have someone who like paints the colored sand in the carpet sort of pattern on top of that pool of quicksand, or is that a spell? I guess this that must wh- be. Yeah, a, this is a spell. why I think this is this is why I think Damodar might actually be a paladin because that might be one of his protection spells. You know, right. carpet to floam and yeah, the floam. He carpet. does. <laughs> and then he places the thing on the other side of it, forgetting that there is a path right around. Yeah, he could have just walked around the carpet. He's like, well, obviously they're going to ignore that because this just looks like a carpet. And it looks so they... soft and comfy on the feet. Like, ooh, it just looks so no, fun to walk on. No one's going to ever try and like move the carpet Why would just they? in case. Why would they? Like, yeah. And and of course, Snails proves him right. Walks yep. right onto it. Sinks oh, no, in. I'm sinking. And then Damodar, Damodar picks him up. Yeah. And they they try and fight him. And I loved, I did love the Damodar, like, are you really going to do this? He's like, there's nothing yes. else I want to do. I was like, yeah, I like that little bit there. I did like that. It's like, Cause it's, there's it a reason that the, there's a reason that a low level thief doesn't fight a mid to high level uh, fighter <laughs> or anti-paladin because yes. it will go exactly as you think it will. And, and, you and this moment. You can't be serious. I've never been more serious in my life. And he's just like, whatever, swats him away and knocks the knife out of his hands and throws him down. Like, Damodar is just like, Damodar is almost enjoying how ridiculously one-sided this fight is. Yes. Oh, definitely. And this moment is, it's the absolute worst of this whole movie. Because <laughs> Ridley comes out right. while Damodar has snails. And he says, give me... Set him free. Give me the scroll. Or no, no, wait, no, the eye. I think he wanted the ruby at the that eye. Time. Did they have the eye at that point? Yes, yeah, they had the eye. 
Oh yeah, we skipped over. Oh yeah, no, no. Oh yeah, because they got it. From Something the about the scroll. I'm thinking of the staff. Yeah. Okay, that's right. I so, think so Damodar was still looking for the scroll. It's snails at some point the... snagged the scroll out of Damodar's place. Yeah, that was. They went and got the scroll so that Damodar wouldn't be able to figure out where the gem was, even though they already had the gem. Right. He. That's Damodar wanted him to throw over the the gem, and Snails was like, "No, look, I've got the scroll," and he throws it in a very negligent way. And it's supposed to be this heroic sacrifice moment because Damodar is going to kill him. And and that's what happens. The yeah. music does not match up the moment at all. Well, it's that's almost because, triumphant. That's because the music is also thinking, but why? Because the scroll is useless. They already yeah, have you, the gem. You have all the things you need already. You know where you're going. You, so why? the music isn't jumping in as a huge tragic moment because the music's like, but wait, they already have the gem. That's not a big deal anymore. They can have the scroll. But Damodar, Damodar stabs Snails and then one-handed throws him off the cliff. One-handed. And the music crescendos into this triumphant music and Ridley drops to his knees and screams, No! <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. And Damodar stabs him. Yeah, it was just like, that was the, the, the hero's tragic loss mo- moment. And it was just like, I was laughing. I was literally yeah. laughing. I went into the Discord at that moment, and what did I say? I said, I was, it was when, so they, dumb. when you reach for a deep emotional moment, it shouldn't be yeah. laughing or something. Yes, because I was, I, I had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard. I was like, this is bad. So, when I, so bad. When I went to see the movie in 2000, I distinctly remember that scene where he oh. yells, no, and everyone in the audience was like, oh. <laughs> everyone in the audience they didn't laugh but everyone was kind of like oh no uh, you've made a mistake <laughs> this is damodar's shining moment here because he is acting perfectly in the moment he you have to admit he has like a perfect sneer that sort of wicked smile of <laughs> he does he and, and when, so when jeremy irons isn't be, there to be compared against he struts and he moves around and he owns everything. And he's yeah. very much the, I am definitely the second tier villain who will b- confine you, confound you until yeah. the last battle. And I, I love it. Hon- honestly, I liked his dynamic with Jeremy Irons Profion in the movie, though. Like, I, I, I really do like the way the two of them uh, interoperated, you know? I, I like the dynamic, but I just felt his... When when you can compare it directly mm-hmm. to Jeremy Irons, he falls flat. Whereas when you're comparing it to the likes of Justin Whalen and yeah. Marlon uh, Wayans, Zoe McClellan, and yeah, Marlon Wayans, like yes, he is definitely owning the scene. Yeah, and it's not because yep. like Whalen and Wayans and even they're McClellan, overacting. They're all yeah, like, overacting they're not, too. They're not bad. It's just they're overacting a in little the bit wrong way. <laughs> They're overacting a little bit compared to Bruce Wayne, Bruce Payne, who's overacting by five times the the magnitude. Yeah, it's the DM who's like, "This is my moment." <laughs> yeah, and then, but then they're also compared to our Richard O'Brien as Xylus and oh, Jeremy yes. Irons as Profion, who are they've gone, they've they've transcended overacting into oh, something God, else. Yes. <laughs> And so now we get the the, the penultimate thing oh. where 
oh, now we finally know why they brought Norda in, because they have to take us to the elves. Right, because can... Ridley, Ridley fights Damodar at that point as well, but loses pretty right. handily. Uh, luckily, Just is saved. Just like Snails did. But not fatally, except it should have been, except that uh, Marina remembered, oh, I'm a mage, and cast a spell of some kind that uh, paralyzed him or damaged him and knocked uh, Damodar I will over. say, they did set that one up because... Snails grabs that bag and goes, oh, look, a little dark magic. And he ties yeah. it to his belt. He spends like a good a minute pretending to tie it to his belt. Yeah. And then later it falls off during the fight with Damodar. And Marina picks it up and she does an electric thing that we've seen. We saw Jeremy Irons do earlier. Yeah. And we'll see Damodar's sword do later. And then the, she does her the spell effect. Thing. It's the yeah. spell effect. It's the getaway spell. And then there's the transportation spell the, the two things that she can do right other yeah. than the the one time she did a rope thing which is would be super useful all the time but that apparently would be tremendously she can never do it again. useful yeah like that would have stopped damadar apparent i think it would but, have you know. it would have helped out at a number of occasions and a number yes. of fights at least but <laughs> yeah, so then we go to the elves and... we learn magic isn't a thing to use it's a thing we all are and hey we shouldn't be abusing the environment okay. i mean magic and the thing is, we have fans of Doctor Who in the audience, I'm sure, no who, would re- who would recognize Halvarth the Elf as Tom Baker, <laughs> the fourth Doctor. Oh, man. So, yeah, you, had, you have Jeremy Irons, who's a, an Academy Award nominee at that point, if not a winner. You have Richard O'Brien from Rocky Horror Picture Show. You have uh, a Doctor Who, one of the most famous ones, uh, Tom Baker. It's like you and have one these... One of the Doctors Who. Yeah, the Doctors <laughs> Who. And it's like you have these big things and you're like, I don't know what to make of this movie. It's not good. <laughs> It's, but I'm enjoying no. it and hating it, and there are actors who are far better than this and far worse than this, and I just don't know what's going on. It's all so confusing. <laughs> and so, of course, elf, the elves with their elf nature wisdom. magic and elf wisdom can Elves don't him. need to cast spells to use magic. We I'm like, oh, I'm magic. sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, what? Yeah. What class feature <laughs> is can magic without spells? Why don't uh, no, you no, pull the no, no, pull no. your nose out of your own farts and That's let us move on? Uh, <laughs> someone clearly misread the player's handbook. <laughs> yeah, but now so. we get two parallel storylines happening basically at the same time. We've got the quest to go get the staff. Right. And we've got the empress saying she will not turn over power, which so, somehow translates into her summoning dragons yeah. to attack the city. Well, which to I don't attack, get. yeah, I think they're specifically attach, attacking Profion's tower. Uh, yeah, it's but that's not also super, where all the yep, yep, yep. where all the council members are. Yeah, it's so not clear. It's, it's not clear. <laughs> she doesn't. She's not just going to refuse to turn over the staff and keep people like keep dragons around her to defend her. No, no. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to take power. Like. You that's had... clear. That's a villain move. The villain <laughs> yeah. is the one who says, "In order to preserve freedom, I must destroy the the ruling council of governors beneath me with my army of dragons." That like, is something a villain well says. Acted or well developed, but her one defining feature was, "I am a empress who believes in people, and everyone deserves freedom. And to give everyone freedom, I must assert total domination because you, my council, are trying to take power away from me." Which, to, if you're an empress, 
yeah. maybe don't have a council who can do that to you. It's a very Doctor Doom move, where the <laughs> only way for people to be free is if I run everything. Yep. yep. And it's funny because she's I'm played by Thora Birch. Free. Yeah, it's play. She's played by Thora Birch, who is she's a good actress. Like I, I don't know if you remember, like uh, famously, she was in Ghost World, right? Hmm. I don't remember that. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she she kind of was on her way up. And then did Dungeons and Dragons, and then mm. kind of her film career, kind of. Then uh, she did the whole, and then everything sort of. She was uh, in Purple away, People Eater. Uh, was she? That I didn't. Pocus. Oh, as a child, she was a child actor too, right? Yeah, and this, and she was a child in this, wasn't she? Like she couldn't have been too old. Um, Eighty-two. Oh, I guess she would have been about eighteen. I guess seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, she definitely, she definitely, they definitely were playing on the. She looks super young. Mm-hmm. That's why I rec- That's why I thought she looked familiar. Hocus Pocus. Yeah, that makes sense now. All right. Yeah. So enough. the little girl in Hocus Pocus. That's that's the Empress. She here. grew up to be the Empress of uh, <laughs> wherever she, this place she, is. I don't remember the name. She of took it. her her experiences with magic very seriously. <laughs> she learned and was like, "I'm she, getting the heck yeah. out of Earth. I'm going to rule this other world." Izmir. No, the, the Izmir. Em- the Empire yep, of Izmir. Right. His mirror. Oh. Oh, and so yeah, Ridley goes to get the uh, the red dragon staff from. They all go, but there's this a... is one of those. The DM's like, oh, only you can pass through. There's a wall of force. I've never seen this kind of magic before. And thankfully, this is why I think Nord Norda Norda Norda. Norda. This is why I think Norda is a DMPC because she says you're the only one meant to go through. Oh, in that dead eyed, yeah. dead face, yeah. dead voice. Beautiful, de- beautiful dead. I dead. Oh yeah. If if she was if she was a skeleton, I would have bought it perfectly. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. and of course he goes through. There's a dead guy holding it who isn't dead. I'm the spirit of the last man who made it or found it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one who created this. That's and right. Yeah, can only be it. taken from one who is worthy. Yeah. Are you such a man? I don't know if I don't know if anyone is such a man. Well, that definitely makes means cool. you are. Cool, you're good. Right on. There you go. <laughs> that was the password. Congratulations. Take it. And uh, don't destroy everything. Good job. I will, Bye. I will say, though, that at that point, Ridley, when he grabs the staff, you see, you kind of do see that he's warring with feeling the power, but then also recognizing the... Like, you can see his face playing a little bit between, oh, this is amazing power with, oh, my God, the responsibility of it. So there's yes. a little bit of acting going on. Yes, he had a moment, and he has. He, yep. it, it, they expand on it later, which is yes. incredible in my book. I do appreciate that. Like they actually paid that off. And so we cut back to the dragons fighting the wizards, and they're all casting fireball, which they're gold dragons. They're in immune unison, to fire. Everyone right. knows this. Um, the fireballs look horrible. Jeremy Irons is just Jeremy Ironsing it. it up, and it's and he, amazing. And he calls a ballista a crossbow. And he's not even—he's not even hiding that he's evil now. He's in his oh, black no. and red, and he's like, "Get the fools!" Calling everyone, "You fools!" <laughs> you're not gonna—you're not gonna win a lot of you know loyal followers as a manager if you keep calling people under you a fool. <laughs> right? Well, either he kills them or the Empress kills them. One of the—either way, they're gone. No big deal. And then Damodar shows up and attacks At Ridley and crew. He, and- he is outside the cave with Marina at the sword point. Because it's the end of the session, and he's there at the end yep. of each session. And he does the extremely typical villain thing of, give it to me and I'll let you all go. Oh, I lied. Which he, d- he, does he delivers do a couple it very of things. well. Yeah, he does it well. He's like, I've cut her. How's, how, 
how unfortunate and that sort of thing like he's enjoying playing the low-key oh, but still overacting villain yeah he enjoys I it he lied. does well <laughs> which of course everyone knew everyone except oh, yeah. ridley knew it's yeah, weird so that ridley is a lawful good thief and it's opinion, also weird like, that he falls for the same thing twice again yeah. <laughs> it just mm. happened like two days ago at most how what? are you this dumb yeah and i thought they were setting it up for damodar to then go to the tower and have poor or profion do the same thing to him like i i was really expecting that because i'd forgotten how this all ends i was yeah. expecting him to be like you promise and him be like i lied and blow his head up or something i but expected no. that as well yeah so damodar teleports using the same uh plot magic BS to bring magic, himself yeah. to to the tower where Profion is fighting uh, the dragons and he get and he holds out the staff and i honestly it looked like damodar was just considering using it against yep. profion there was but that do- hesitation but doesn't of, yep he gives it to him and damodar takes it and he's like and then da- uh, sorry profion takes it and damodar's like you said you would remove these things from inside me and profion's and not even he doesn't care doesn't he's walking away him. Oh yeah, he's he's enamored with his new staff. And it looks like Damodar is going to get violently angry about that, but then Profion just sort of dismissively, yeah, 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 and casts some kind of spell to purge those things from him. Yep. And again, Bruce Payne, the physical acting that he does is like it looks he kind of has the expression that looks like what you would feel like if you had weird tentacle things crawling into your ears and then disappearing, <laughs> which is hard to it's hard to describe. Oh, I just had a ugh, moment. <laughs> it was something. Oh, that, and then, yeah. And then, so our heroes then go to the tower. How did they get up there? Bad. How did they I get up e- there? I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. And I was watching carefully. I don't was, know how that's... they got up there. There's like a weird black hole in the movie where they either don't address it or I don't remember. And I don't know which of those two it is. I don't either. Now I'm really curious. <laughs> they just, mm, they're just suddenly there. Oh, yep. Hokey dragons. Oh, I never had my rant about the dragons. Oh. Because normally, normally a a movie will choose either the wyvern type dragon, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the two legs and the wings, right. or the four legged, two winged dragon type. This one tried to cut the difference. The T-Rex and it was arms. Like, yeah, it was like T-Rex yeah. with dragon wings. Oh, oh no, that's kind of right there. Yeah, so he's got Profion's got the red mage or the red uh, staff, and he's suddenly conjuring an army of red dragons. You got a f- this huge uh, flotilla or fleet or air force of uh, gold dragons fighting an equal force of red dragons in the sky, with the limitations of two thousand CGI, mm-hmm. which is yeah. It's like I really I fully get what you were aiming for. Uh, there they were mostly just har- uh, hamstrung by the technology. You know. Yeah, and they and they also went whole hog on it. Okay, so there is a portal. Ridley jumps through a portal to get to the tower. I don't know where the portal came from. I don't or know portal. who conjured it. It's just because I, I just pulled up the movie again because I've got it for another 46 hours. Might right. as well double check it. Might as and, well watch that every hour. <laughs> oh, God. No. Oh, God. I'm going nuts just thinking about that. <laughs> but no, like, they're, the, the dragons are flying up and... Jeremy Irons is Jeremy Ironsing, and he's to yeah, magnificent. He's, he's yelling at Damadar, or Damadar, and then Portal Ridley, poof, 
boop. He's in there. And it, it, it is just a portal opens, Ridley jumps in, portal closes. Yeah. It, it's just that. Just him. And so, and so now Ridley gets into a fight with Damodar, and yeah. their blades are sparking with energy. Yeah, Damodar decided to bring his magic sword to the to the fight today. And we keep cutting back to, I forgot about this, we keep cutting back to to images of the Empress in chainmail, like a headdress. Uh, and I like think you chain... meant. I think you meant coin mail. Oh, it, I mean, I think it's supposed to be chain mail, but it's super chunky. Yeah, it's supposed to be some kind of scale mail kind of oh, deal, yeah. but it basically it, just looks like a bunch of coins. Because it's definitely like scale mail around the body, but yeah. then that headdress. Oh yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Oh, you it, get chain it, mail like, coif, a delicate chain filigree chainmail coif. It looks like really well done homemade cosplay is what it looks like. Very well done cosplay. And right. That's a, that's a look... mixed that's a mixed compliment there for sure. Oh yeah. No, no. Like it looks if if I saw someone who had made that at like uh like like a uh, convention, yeah. oh yeah, I'd be like, "Wow, that's incredible." But looking at that as done for a movie where you've got thousands of dollars as a budget, yeah, then it's like, like okay, with thousands of dollars at your disposal, you should have been able to do something a also, little bit. Also, she's on a dragon. What does she need all that armor for anyway? If the dragon goes down, she's not going to make it. It's all about making an impression. And Profion summons the red dragons with his staff. Yep. And now the elves have what the elves have predicted is coming to pass. If the dragons fight and kill each other, it'll unset the upset the balance of life too oh, much yeah, and we'll never yeah, recover. Magic itself will be damaged. Oh my gosh. And, Somehow. And Don't ask Jeremy, how. It's not important. Jeremy irons his face as he's exulting in the dragons. I gotta say though, honestly, if you were an evil mage, you probably <laughs> would be getting as much jolly out of it as he is like he's just <laughs> i so am controlling dragons this is, this is awesome yeah that's exactly what it is i mean i'm when i say spittle i'm not exaggerating there are moments where you can see spit flying out of his face is i find the the most the most upsetting part is just he's got like normal hair like he just showed up to set with his regular haircut and they're like that's his hair. yeah and that's <laughs> it just- that that's that's Profion. Yep, yeah. they didn't they didn't make a character that Jeremy Irons is playing. They just said read these lines as yourself. Go for it. Have fun. You're you're a, you're a villain. You have magic. Now you have dragons. Oh yeah. React. Oh, and he <laughs> plays he plays like a cartoon supervillain, oh. full on. Again, over the top is inadequate to describe the sheer level of energy that he brings to the role. If you uh, haven't seen this movie and you don't plan to. But you have seen the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. This is this is Norman Osborn when he is full Green Goblin. Yeah, I could see that. I can see that for sure. <laughs> Especially reacting to the dragons, just that <laughs> yes. It, oh, yep. It's I put that. Did you see that picture I dropped in there for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I just every time I look at it, it's uh, hard yeah. not to be distracted by Bruce Payne's luscious <laughs> lips, though. Yeah. <laughs> But Where I, I've got it paused right now, he's got Bruce Payne's got a little smirk, like "Yes, hmm. we shall win." And Jeremy Irons <laughs> has a manic, manic smile on his face. With what's his face? Just Waylon. Justin Waylon in the background. Yep, just in the Ridley. in the background. Yeah, Ridley. Just having oh my come God. up to the top. <laughs> I just noted that his name is Ridley Freeborn. 
His last <laughs> name is never mentioned in the movie. His name is Ridley Freeborn. And Snails has no last name. Is Snails. Yeah, End of story. Snails. snails. <laughs> but I have to say, though, like, again, he is playing an evil wizard the way a dungeon master might play an evil wizard at the table. Because it's, oh, like, yes. it's like serial storytelling like Dickens, where the story only comes out in increments every week or two weeks. So you have to reinforce maximally the character traits in order for it to really get in your subconscious. Except it's a movie and you're getting nothing but that. You're getting inundated with that level of, this is my character. I just realized that, that all that stuff that we missed in the map, yeah, that was a side session that they did. That That's why it wasn't in the main story because right. we only see the group stuff. This so was that two was, of the that... players. Two of the players in the DM were talking one day. Yep, and they talked yeah. through how it all went and what kind of made a few rolls here and there. But it was never like... For everyone to see, which is why we don't see it, because as we've kind of been alluding to throughout the whole thing, this is just a begin yeah. to end campaign. <laughs> and I think Snails is the, the is the player who quit. He quit yep. because he's like, "What? Well, it's all it's no, it's all Ridley's adventure. It's not my yeah. adventure. So really, there's no point in me even being here. What am I? Just the comic relief?" Ridley so said he, he was going to play a ranger. That's why I made a rogue. Now we got two rogues. He's better than me, and he gets all the cool stuff, and you keep giving him all the plot points. I, I'm just, I can't do it anymore. I'm out. And so, so he, we get. He got written yep, out. Yep. He got written out in the most undramatic way possible, and that's why it was triumphant music instead of sad, right. because it, it was, was the, happy to it finally was the not DMPC. have to play. It was just the DM's villain that killed him, so it was the DM taking revenge <laughs> on a wayward player. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh, yeah, you want out of my game? You're out! You are out of the game. Maybe I want to join in later. Oh, that's too bad. You died. <laughs> Snails is no more. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I swear, because... this movie really is so much better when you think of it not as a movie, but as a, uh, a campaign played by actual players. Oh, I mean, I would totally disagree. This movie, There's nothing good about this movie. It's just fun to talk about the insanity of it when you think of it that way. I just... Yeah. Oof. But we have the typical climactic fight between your hero and second in command. He Kills wins, it. of course. Yeah, it's not in question. Although he does he does that thing where the hero uh, sort of repeats the line, the bad guy. Oh, I've cut you. How terrible. <laughs> it's the same line to him. You know. And then he realizes how outclassed he is when he goes next up against Profion, who summons yet another staff. This is like his third, fourth staff of the movie. And yeah. just automatically is blocking everything. So it's the but, staff itself that has the combat ability almost, you know? Yes. It's it's like a dancing weapon that he's pretending isn't dancing. Right. So he's holding it the whole time. But thankfully, our token woman, our token important woman, yeah, finally Mer shows up, throws a little magic, makes him drop his super powerful staff, which, of course, I, that's the first thing I would do if I got hit with something, is drop the absolutely most important thing to everything i'm doing and yeah you don't drop the plot staff yeah no. i mean come on i don't care how hard you get hit you don't drop it and then uh yeah ridley picks it up i think well i mean a couple of the others show up and try and stop profion and he just quickly and easily dismisses them from combat like the dwarf and the elf he just casts spells and blows her away right um but i then... gotta rewind a little bit because during the fight between Ridley and Damodar, I was curious about, because I talked about the, the lightning that seemed to come off Damodar's sword. Yeah. I paused it right after lightning clash, 
and Ridley's sword is purple. Damodar's sword is orange. Like not power... just lighting, not just lighting issue. It's uh... no, no. It looks like it's a clash of energies between the two. Oh, I don't... okay. Which is really weird. I mean, I could see it from Damodar's side if he's working for Profion. Profion might supply him with a magic sword. Yeah, it um, definitely is. It they definitely are each individually colored powered stuff as they do things. It's weird. Well, I guess Ridley just has hero magic. He's the protagonist. Yeah. Maybe so, they're implying that yeah. maybe they've been trying to imply he has some magic in his background. Well, I mean, they mentioned it when he had that his father's spell or whatever to activate the the scroll and it but that was never ever addressed again. Right. Anyway, so Ridley gets the staff cuz it got dropped and it's the plot device. So he gets it, and he can own everything now. He has that moment, again, echoing when he first picked it up. Of You can see that he feels the power. And Profion has that moment of worry. But then and, he said, and Marina even says, destroy him. Or Norda, one of the two, yeah. tells him to destroy Profion using yeah. the staff. And yeah. he looks like he's going to do it. And then he looks out and sees dragons falling out of the sky. To me, it looks like it's too late. Lots of dragons are dying. Yep. But apparently it's not because he throws the staff onto the ground and We're, then and, grabs his weapon. And Profion is con- is considered enough to just let him do his hero thing. Right. He he reacts facially, but he knows <gasps> it's not his turn yet. Yeah. And dropping right. an w- item is a free action. <laughs> it's a free action. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's in the rules. <laughs> no, I am next in initiative. Do not hit that staff. <laughs> oh! Chops it. But, Breaks the staff. Breaks it. Everything's good. And the red dragons are immediately gone from the sky. Uh, They never show them disappearing. They never show them flying away. They're simply gone now because the plot is done with the red dragons, right? (laughs) Yep. And Jeremy Irons is getting angry and I'm going to kill you for this sort of thing. And what happens then? The (laughs) gold dragon suddenly rears up from behind him. Gold. And I will point out since the first scene in the first scene, the, the the gold dragon he was trying to command uh, breathed a gout of flame on one of his underlings. The, the underlings we've never seen again. We have never seen a dragon breathe fire again since then. Oh, no, no. So the Empress comes down. Yeah. That's that's right. The Empress came down, and he, and, and Jeremy Irons, summons some demon dude to try and get her staff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some kind of weird skeleton. Uh... The second time we've seen something like that, which the first one was an item I was really hoping would come back. It was a box that you push that creates like a illusion, illusion of, of a, a spectral dragon. Yeah, like a spectral dragon or like a skeleton, something like that. And uh, like, yes, they all freak out. I love that. I That is like I a wonderful that item. I wanted so bad. That's an item I would love to see in a game. It's literally just an illusion. It's a, a moving, uh, sound-producing illusion of a ghosty-type dragon. It does no damage, but... As a player, you're watching it thinking, I could do a hundred things with that. That's fantastic. (laughs) I could blow up the whole GD world with this dragon. (laughs) Never addressed again. Never. I guess it was on Snails' body when he was thrown over the edge, maybe. Maybe. He only dropped the plot-relevant items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bag of dark magic and whatever else he dropped. The scroll that, again, again, was not plot-critical at that point because it had already been resolved. I wonder if the Empress is meant to be the new player to the campaign at the end of all this. Like maybe, cause, maybe because we get a hero shot of from from right to left 
Norda, the Empress, Dwarf, Marina, and Ridley. And then the Empress. Well, you know what? I I don't think so. I think she's just there as the the plot uh, device that validates you as having risen in power as a PC. Because now the the Empress herself is uh, standing on equal footing with you. Well, because what I was thinking is, I mean, you get very political, so I was thinking maybe part of her equality oh, movement the, the equality movement. her. <laughs> you it, could it be right. It her to not be empress anymore, so she needs a new job. And they're like, hey, why that's, don't you come with us? That's so weird, because immediately after Profion's dead, uh, what's next is the scene at the graveyard, right? Where they're at uh, oh. Snails' grave. But it's oh. pre- it's prefaced with this voiceover from the empress saying, you know, uh, Profion was thrown down and uh, power was returned to the people. And now I declare that we are all equal. And Hi, I was like, your empress. Declare the that empress- you are all equal. <laughs> That's the point where I thought, did a 12-year-old write this? Because <laughs> what kind of juvenile statement is, I declare we are all equal. What does that mean? Do I suddenly have the same power as the the, fa- the mill owner over there or the merchant <laughs> princes? Because I'm just a guy who shovels mud occasionally when it rains. This, like, what does equality mean? Like, that's a really weird well, statement for an say. empress to make. Yeah, because and, and as an empress, how do you have the authority to say that if you now have no authority? It's like, it's just this <laughs> weird kind of, the plot's resolved, so shut up and just deal with it, okay? <laughs> peace is, we have peace and equality now. Don't question it. This, this, this scene in Memorial to Snails is oh, yeah. typical, we just leveled up. <laughs> because Ridley is now in all black leather. Ridley the savior. Can you believe it? Uh, repeating it, repeating Snails' line. Three belts. He's three got a belts. white wife beater V-neck, essentially, yeah. with all leather over top of it and yeah. a gold-handled sword. In the background, you've got Dwarf with his one-horned helmet and mm-hmm. the big axe, which did he ever swing that even once? I think he just yeah, held he, it while he flipped to- tables, um, didn't he? He did. A, he did a couple of times, but it, he was not prominent in the movie to any extent. So easily. And Norda is in like her third or fourth version of this breastplate and the, the thigh high boots and the cloak yeah. with the hood thrown up. And then yeah. Marina is in her librarian's garb again. Yeah. Oh, oh! And I totally he, forgot that way back at that? the beginning when Marina and Snails and Ridley. Were they were spying on things happening in a town? They then <laughs> they're like, okay, we need to sneak by them. So they all throw the oh, hoods the of cloaks. their cloak up, yeah, and they walk out. And literally, everyone <laughs> that appears on screen turns and looks at them as they walk through. <laughs> well, they're the only people with long cloaks and hoods thrown up yes. in the entire street. Not only are the only oh, ones yeah. with hoods with uh, cloaks with hoods up. But literally every extra on that yeah. scene looked at them. And the director of photography is like, no, you're not. Don't look, don't look at the prime principles. Oh, We're on a time idiot. schedule. Keep rolling. We're going with it. <laughs> Give me another drink. <laughs> so then Ridley delivers his, uh, his, his emotional speech to Snails' his grave. We, hey, you we made it. Got it, buddy. Big last one last score, and he puts the the dragon eye gem down, and that was weird. Like, was that his intention to leave a fist sized ruby at unattended at a grave? Yeah. Well, so so there's that issue, but also, yeah, wasn't the gem 
part of the staff? Like, they had to find the gem. Well, no, it was used to open the door at that wizard's lair, right? Oh, like he put it, okay. And I, I missed that because the staff again. also had a gem on there. Yeah. So I assumed like it, it was part of the staff. Like you had. To yeah, it was just okay. it was just a lock, basically a key yeah. to the door. But he does like, the typical thing that you know you see in shows or or any story where they put the super valuable thing on a grave and then ostensibly you're going to walk away. And I'm like. Yeah. If I was a PC in that world, That's a I would just follow Ruby. groups around until their friend yeah. dies and take their friend's stuff that That's they leave. That's hundreds of gold pieces right value right there. But thankfully, Magic Gem causes the rock oh, yeah. that they there's painstakingly a, carve snails into. There's a wind that rustling through the leaves. And then, somehow they understand that that means snails is alive now. Well, yeah, the, like you say, the the name snails gets uncarved into the stone. Yeah, it just uncarves itself. I'm like, I'd be pissed. I put all that time into carving this nicely so you can read the, it. And then the gem starts to glow, and he and uh, Norda explains, "Your friend is waiting for you on the other side now. Our friend is waiting for you now." Yeah, don't and, question it. Your friend is waiting for you. Go. <laughs> and then like, they all put their hands on the gem, and they all dissolve into energy and fly off into sun rays. At which oh point, God, they I did. am I like, forgot. what? I just watched that, and I totally forgot that's how it ended. Like, was the intention that oh. now they're going to the afterlife to get snails back? I, don't I really know. don't know. Like, what I does that mean? Know. Are they dead? <laughs> I think maybe our next our next bonus content oh has God. to be us doing the next phase of this quest because maybe. there has to be something going on more. Well, I will tell you, I have seen the direct to DVD uh, Dungeons and Dragons: Wrath of the Dragon God. Um, I've seen that too. That's the one I can remember because I remember Blood of a Purple Worm. Yeah, that's all I remember from that movie. Really, it was it was. Not really a sequel to this. It in no, no way follows up on the story of Ridley or Snails. Uh, Damodar is the one of the primary villains, but he seems more like an evil cleric in that one. Ah, so maybe, maybe that, maybe he really was an anti-paladin, and his god, dragon god, rose him higher. Yeah. Um. So, like, the follow-up movie in no way addresses any of the plot points of this story. Okay, so here, here's what I th- say we're going to do then next time. Next time we're going to watch that movie, Ugh. but we are going to find a way to connect the two. Not just like superficially, like we're going we're gonna to put these movies together into a continuous story. All right. I will, okay, you know what? Sorry, I found the plot summary, for, uh, a brief intro to the plot summary for the second movie. 100 years after the first film, Damodar survived his defeat by Ridley Freeborn, having been cursed by his former master, Profion, to walk the earth as an undead entity. Driven insane by the curse, he seeks revenge against the kingdom of Izmir and the descendants of those who defeated him. Wait, so they're saying those people are supposed to be descendants? Uh, And also, when did Profion have a chance to curse him for his defeat between him being thrown off the... uh, you know what? Be thrown I off the tower and the dragon eating Profion. No, no, I'll tell you what happened. He he cursed him. He he killed him with magic, which is why those things left him. He just didn't realize it yet until he was defeated by Ridley. I could see that. Okay, know. but we'll save that because we will we will string these together and, and talk about the next one next time. Um, I actually have. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I don't I don't want to give away too much of the good stuff too early. <laughs> and I would say that none of the movies, or sorry, I, I can't say that. I haven't seen any of the subsequent ones. The second movie does not have the same 
quote unquote charm question mark as this movie like it it's much more straight laced and doesn't have the same level of camp right <laughs> unlike the first film which be which could be considered medium budget this is a low-budget production with a cast of relative newcomers, with the exception of Bruce Payne as yeah. Damodar. <laughs> yeah, I remember being very disappointed by the second one, but not not in the same way as I was in the first one. The first one, I was disappointed because I was expecting good. The second one, I was expecting this kind of bad, but didn't get it. So, Oh my god, there are actual alignments, classes, and levels for Four. the people in the movie of the next one. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, we were definitely covering this for the next one. It's it's you've heard it here first only and August oh is the next bonus one. So we've got some time to figure it out. <laughs> so, I am so oh looking forward to the direct uh, uh, I'm looking at the awards and nominations for Dungeons and Dragons. At the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, it was <laughs> uh nominated for worst picture, worst sense of direction, worst supporting actor for Jeremy Irons. Uh, worst Supporting Actress for Thora Birch. Um, worst On-Screen Group, the entire cast. Most Intrusive <laughs> Musical Score. Least oh Special God. Special yep. Effects. Most Unfunny Comic Relief for Snails. Aww. And yet, at the Young Sa Young Artist Awards, Best Supporting Actress for Thora Birch. And the Saturn Awards, Cinescape Genre Face of the Future Award, Thora Birch. How could they possibly give Jeremy Irons Worst Supporting Actor, even as a nomination? Because again, I'm... they were thinking of uh, it in terms of a movie, not a Dungeons and Dragons game. I don't, I don't care how you think of it. His performance is gold. If you have to understand, this is not a person playing a real world character. This is a person playing an evil wizard, and every stereotype <laughs> that that entails. Yeah, you you think evil wizard? I will never not think of Jeremy Irons now. Did you know that Wizards of the Coast released a fast play game based on the movie called The Sewers of Sumdol? It is a DVD-ROM feature on the DVD as a printable PDF file. Oh, we're going to have to try and get a hold of that. Mm. The Sewers of Sumdol. See that showing up on RPGX soon enough, fellas, <laughs> ladies. If you want to get your own chance to be part oh of the magic. God. This is so bad. It's so bad. And I'm... I'm glad it's over. <laughs> oh, it's it's a hell of a movie. Oh, uh, like it is definitely one of the hells. Yes. Yeah, it's one of the layers of hell. Like they, oh. there are things in the movie thrown out. Like I would have to cast feeble a mind on myself to believe you. <laughs> it's like yes. As a D and D nerd, you're like I get the joke, but even I, a D and D nerd, think <laughs> yeah. that's a little bit on the nose. Yeah, come on, like. If you're going to do that, at least look at the camera and wink, please. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> the there's dwarf some, gets uh, it right when he goes yeah. over the top. <laughs> like, it's it's ridiculous, but he's right there. He He's like, this is ridiculous. Hey, yeah. camera, wink, squint, <laughs> I'm a dwarf. <laughs> I think from now on, anytime I play an evil character, I'm going to try and channel Maximum Jeremy Irons or Maximum Bruce Payne into the character. Oh, I'm going to have to. Because I've like, got some games running that I'm going to have to try and Oh, man. I'm going to have to try and make my dad watch this. Jeremy Irons is all fire in this movie, and Bruce Payne is all ice. <gasps> Should I make my dad and brothers watch this with me tomorrow instead of our game night? I think I that to... they would. I think that it would help strengthen your bonds as a family. 
Honestly, I, I kind of want to like cancel our game night and watch this with them. <laughs> uh, you know, again, I don't know your family, but I can I can only see positive results uh, arising from that. I feel like my dad would love it like me in the same way I do. Right. Like in that I don't love it at all, but I love to make fun of it. It's like any B movie where you like it not for the good factors, but you like it for the earnestness with which it's made and the effort put into it and the failings that arise from those two things. <laughs> I love B movies and this this movie is like it is Dungeons and Dragons as a B movie. It's everything that I could have wanted once I understood I was not going to be getting uh, a good fantasy movie I, no, I was not <laughs> going to be getting lord of the rings because that was apparently still a year away probably i mean they were probably in their fourth year of production on it at this point weren't they that's true that's true <laughs> yeah. so you know as long as you don't walk into this thinking i'm looking for cinematic brilliance no stop it stop it walk into this wanting high camp what what you want to watch stage actors in a in a, in a subdued setting doing their full-on thing you know yeah but now at last the end is near so let us let it. us close things out <laughs> with something a little nicer because this is the final episode of June right because there were 5 Mondays in June yes. which just kind of sucks for me <laughs> <laughs> but Extra work. great for all of you <laughs> it could have been a vacation you could have taken a vacation time off but you I could chose have. you chose to work for your legions of fans. I did. I did, and and I'll. I won't regret it if I get the heaps of praise I so deserve when this comes out. But please validate us, is what we're saying. <laughs> please, please, please validate us. I think I've had an idea when I went out to get food today okay. of what we should do for a recurring bit in the future. Not not in this month. Okay. When this comes out. Not in the next month that this comes out. All right. But probably after our next bonus content because i'll announce the final form of it and then we'll start it in september i will definitely not remember by then well we'll keep uh... talking about it and i'm gonna have a a poll or something up on on the site okay but i want to do monster brackets in this in the ncaa march madness style only instead of just one four quadrant bracket i want to have several of these that all kind of then have a final fight at the end so like we might have like a giant bracket where we mm-hmm. or like a humanoid bracket and then one of the quadrants is giants and one of them is player races and one of them is and so so that kind of thing yeah, yeah and so then we might have like an aberration bracket and a dragon bracket and so we'll have these various brackets and then we you and i mm-hmm. king monkey will select half of each section and hopefully okay. the the goal here is that i'm going to put it out to our adoring masses to mm-hmm. send in suggestions. So then we, we, you and I will pick from suggestions. Or... Instead of having to do the work ourselves? Exactly. As much nice. as possible, I want other nice. people to do the work, or I want random chance to do the work. So It's so much easier than trying to reason our way through it, that's oh, for sure. Oh, it's so much, so much nicer. It's, it's, yeah. it's the charm of Adventure Assemble. The work is, is that... all done for you. <laughs> all I have to do is take <laughs> stuff that was given to me and say, it goes like this. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll assemble these brackets partly at least based on what people suggest and so mm-hmm. there will be a place on the site and i will post it in the discord as well where you can make your submissions for monsters and i'm not going to limit them in any form 
The only caveat is I need to be able to access that monster, at least some of the details somewhere, so I can talk about them at least intelligently. So if you send me the who's a what's it from, you know, the game in the depths of obscurity, and I look it up and all I get is, oh, the who's a what's it was in this game. Like, I can't talk about that. Because the idea here is that King Monkey and I will each have a monster each time to present and say, okay, well... I've got the beholder and you've got the human mage. Like who, who do you think is going to come out on top? And we'll kind of come up with a winner between those two and we'll advance through the brackets. And eventually we'll have a winner in our various brackets. And those winners will then go up against each other. And the hordes of adoring fans, Mm -hmm. the masses of followers that we have will decide our final winners. Well, that sounds good. That sounds like it could be interesting. Instead of March Madness, it'll be September Insanity. Or... Oh, and this is—I mean, th- this isn't something that's even going to go just one month because we're going to do one match oh, each boy. episode, maybe two, okay. depending depending on how long things go and how our flow is on some of that. We'll do one or two of them. My prediction is that werewolves will win. <laughs> In the end, knowing that werewolves. that's what you want, I think I can confidently say that's not going to happen. Oh, denied. <laughs> But yes, watch for that. That will be going up as soon as I can. It'll probably be up before the episode goes up, honestly. Yeah. So if you've seen it and you wondered what's this <laughs> Just for, try and act surprised. Okay, yeah. please. Go, go, go back to it and be like, oh, I get it now. And, and yeah. submit stuff. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll wait till the end of June anyway, just in case. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Who but, knows? Time, uh, until is, then, time is weird. This, this has been the first of our bonus content. The next one is at the end of August. <laughs> and don't you feel the, the, the bonusness of it? Are you not more content for having listened? Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you, you got to end this off with some kind of Jeremy Irons clip where he's just frothing at the mouth. Cause, I, oh. I will have to find something. Cause Beautiful. Beautiful. I don't think... I don't think either of us can adequately close this out. He is the only one no. who can close this out. Yeah. Or maybe I mean, or maybe the damage red line of maybe. I lied. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But I, honestly, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> and <laughs> you're done. You're done. <laughs> think you can steal my destiny. You can run, your ladyship, but you'll never run far enough.